Hi, this is Steve Sansweet of Rancho Obi-Wan. Come and visit us. You're listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast. People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Welcome to the special cinema edition. With us today to celebrate, we have ColecoVision with Curtis. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we have Smell-O-Vision with Ross. Hi. We have Insecticolor with Mike. What's up? We have the 4D Experience with CBS. I think ColecoVision was a game system, I think. It's all right. Yeah. Better than the alternative. And now we have, in true color, Rob. Hi. Is that like 2D? Is that what that means? I, I think that was color correction. What it was. Well, color correction happens on films. It's not a style. Like 3D? Isn't that rotoscope? It was a thing. Rotoscope is when they take the images and trace over for animation. Oh, that's true. Oh. I thought that was something else. I thought it would have been funny if you said in the silent movie, Rob, and then nothing after that. That would too. That would be good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, All right. Well, maybe we would have thought about that. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Topper Cox Podcast. Uh, today we're doing episode number uh, 102. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Oh, today instead of doing normal books, we're going to do uh, reviews for, reviews, I guess, I don't know, talk about? Is it review? Discussion. 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 So that's why we have Ross, because he can line things out. Yeah, yeah. words. <laughs> words are hard. They are. You have no idea, man. It's terrible. I try to leave a voicemail. It's the worst thing ever. Five, <laughs> 20 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, I'm, it I'm is. like, oh, and do you have cottage cheese? You just had a conversation with yourself. Pretty much. <laughs> Basically <laughs> normal. All right, that's just call good. me back. Oh, by the way, this is Steve. <laughs> Cuts off that part right there. Damn it. Every time. <laughs> I start over and it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, anyway, so today we're doing discussion on Justice League and Justice League the movie. This is 2017 movie. There you go. Sure. In case somebody listens to this later in the future. Yeah, and there's another Justice League. And there's a different Justice League movie. Why would they do that? I don't know. All right. Just in case. Uh, and then the Thor Ragnarok. Why was that a question? Also 2017. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was thinking in my head... Justice League Ragnarok, as if they were one thing still. Hmm. That's that's when you fall asleep in the theater. It's like, no, that's, oh, right, yeah, you fall asleep we in the theater. We couldn't find Batman, so we just replaced him with Thor. <laughs> I'm like, this movie makes perfect sense. <laughs> awesome. Then we have Asgard and Themyscira and Atlantis. boxes. Atlantis. Wink, wink. Awesome. And New Jersey, for no reason. See, why not? <laughs> Fish tacos, because that's a weird thing. You ever eaten them? Weird. You can't read a fish taco. No, you eat it. Oh, I guess we're on the same page then. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Um, All right, with that nonsense out of the way, and so you guys understand what the show's about, sort of, uh, let's do a little bit of news with uh, Ross and Mike in the dog file. God damn it. So uh, we got the cast of Shazam for the Shazam, Shazam! movie. Who would that be, Ross? It's Zachary Levi. 
And you say, who is Zachary Levi? Zachary Levi was Chuck from Chuck. Ooh. <laughs> After him. And he's going to be Shazam? He's Shazam, yep. Okay. They also cast Billy Batson. Who's Who that? that? Billy Batson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kid that turns into Shazam. So did we have a name of the actor? No? Bill, okay. Billy Batson? Is that, that can't really be the kid's name. It's not. It's the kid's name in the movie. The kid doesn't matter because the part matters is the Shazam part. I don't know about that. Depends on what they go with. So I far mean, we got Chuck. There could be a lot of time with the kid. Yeah. I mean, for the longest time, all we had was The Rock, and he was he was going to be Black Adam. He's not even part of this movie, though. No. Word on the street is that Black Adam is going to be the villain for the second Suicide Squad. The kid's name is Asher Angel. Asher Angel. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should be a superhero. Jeez. That's pretty... It's a pretty that's a crazy name. name. Yeah. That's a name that you almost can't believe. <laughs> it's true, Asher Angel. That's a good name. It's a good name. I Thank feel, I feel awkward on the set. Get over here, Asher! Do you like Asher? Angel? It's a southern Should accent. I call you Mr. Angel? You're a kid, so that was weird. And then there's Chris Angel, and I get confused. Uh, you can rip a phone book in half. Somebody's got to be able to do it. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with any... Oh, because he can... Because the magic. magic. The magic, okay. Yeah, because he's yeah. magic. Ta-da! Oh, man, okay. So, uh... Was it, do we have any other cast? Or do we have any idea if we're going to have the Wizard Shazam? Or did they just name the two main people? Just those so far, really. And that's pretty early stuff, I would take. I think so, yeah. Alright. So there we go. So, there was some video game news. I'll throw in there real fast. So there's been a lot of controversy over loot boxes in games like EA Battlefront for Star Wars 2. And Shadow Mordor, and Call of Duty, and a bunch of others, and Forza. At this moment, Star Wars Battlefront 2 has actually had its loot box system shut down, either via Disney intervention, or because they realized that what they were doing is wrong for its launch. There, there's been controversy now over the idea of loot boxes as gambling. And it's carrying over into the UK, and also into Hawaii, and Australia. So right now it's going to raise enough controversy to go actually to courts to see if whether or not it violates a gambling law in, in these different countries. And if so, it can have a radical impact over in the West, especially all of these games that are using um, loot boxes as a source for more income in their games. You're talking about loot boxes that are video game things, not like the loot boxes you sign up for that are like loot crate with stuff. That's correct so far. Or um, treasure chests that you find in the yard. Yes. I call yeah. those dog bombs. <laughs> they smell terrible. <laughs> those, those are the surprises that keep giving. <laughs> That's what I understand. But um, unfortunately it was mistranslated earlier today even that this had been already... The, the ruling had already came out, and it was considered gambling, and it was going to be a big thing, and there was going to be all these lawsuits. That hasn't been decided yet, but it is a big enough thing that it's going into Parliament, and it's it's going to be a widespread deal, so kind of keep an eye on this. So if you don't like loot boxes, or you love loot boxes, keep your eyes out for how this is going to affect gaming. I don't even know what a loot box is. Then you are lucky, sir. I'm, I'm really indifferent to the idea, but... I think it's goofy. It's called gambling at all because you're paying for something and you're getting something no matter what. You might not be getting the thing Kinda that you like want, but same thing. You're paying for it. 
You're it's, getting something, but you're paying for it, right? You're not losing totally no matter what. You're getting something for your money. It just might not be the something that you wanted out of it. This is true. A lot of it is because of the processes that they're putting into this. They feel like that it's a predatory system where it's trying to latch itself on to people who are willing to just throw their money at this stuff. Um, if nothing else, if they start actually putting the percentages out for what is in these boxes, that might change the way people feel about this. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's really easily avoidable, but it's a kind of a big thing in gaming right now. For those of you who don't know with the loot box thing, basically you spend money to blind draw, get a box of items for your game or points of whatever, health, whatever, and the way the boxes, boxes are built, they're supposed to be random, but they're not actually random. So it's just like when you go to a store to buy like a blind draw figure, and the box tells you, oh yeah, there's like 25 figures, and most of the boxes have one of each, but there are other styles that have like four of the of the one uh, Black Manta, and then only one Aquaman, so like the actual chances of you getting what you want are not quite the same and they're skewed so it's a i can see where they're going but it's weird yeah anyhow uh so the marvel netflix thing they haven't confirmed that the marvel shows that are currently on there will be pulled off what they have said is that when there's going to be new marvel shows they're going to be on the marvel streaming service and they also announced there's going to be a live action star wars show that will be on it as well so dc has their system coming out that's going to be streaming. So Marvel's going to have their own, or is it Disney? Disney. Do we know that Disney yet? has their own. So Disney's going to is it going to have all the animated like Disney yeah, classics? Yeah, every all the Disney stuff that's on Netflix and plus stuff Star right now. Star Wars plus Marvel. Mm. Take that Netflix. We'll see you later. Yep, basically. <laughs> oh well. And then well then on top of that, DC pulls what little stuff they have. Yeah, yeah. it does like nothing though. So. But it doesn't help. And Warner true. Brothers pulls the Warner Brothers stuff, which could... It's just like what I said when they first announced that Disney was thinking about doing their thing. It's going to go right back to cable, just on the internet. So you want to see Disney stuff, you buy the Disney thing. You want to buy Warner Brothers stuff, you see the you buy the Warner Brothers thing. So all those get rid of Netflix in general, because all Netflix will have is the remnants of people that don't invest in their own streaming service. It, it's just going to drive it back to not just a subscription-based service, but cable again. Yeah, Exactly. So enjoy your internet option while it's there. Pretty soon, you're right back to cable. Same thing. Oh, but it'll be, it'll be different because it'll be no. on the internet now. Same. Yeah, no, it is the same. Unless you get a Fire Stick that's a hacked Fire Stick, and then you just get everything for free. All of them will be damned. Of course, by then, the new systems won't be optionable through the Fire Stick, so whatever. Yeah, then you have to get an internet boat and an eye patch. Until <laughs> <laughs> you be a pirate. And a peg leg. Hells yeah. And a bird that you have to clean up after all the time. Oh, I mean, that's the cost. The clean up of the bird. Because you can't hard. be an internet pirate without lots of bird poo. It explains Jack's actions lately. It does, doesn't and it? And the bird. <laughs> True. I thought the bird was for the cat. Well, that's what I thought, too. But he sits on Jack's shoulder and stuff when I'm there. When I'm gone, everything's destroyed. <laughs> Sounds like a mutiny. <laughs> I think there's something different, too. And come home, Jack's wearing the eye patch, and I'm like, you don't wear that when I want you to wear it. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Just keep the bird from getting his eye. Gross. <laughs> Keeps it out of it. <laughs> well, the thing rides on his head. It's not like he has shoulders. That's true. Good point. Yeah. 
Dogs have shoulders. Not like normal people, birds sit in shoulders. <laughs> birds sit in shoulders. <laughs> now I know what they're for. Yes. I've had this wrong the whole been time. been doing this the whole time. Hold your coat, your backpack, and your bird. That's pretty <laughs> much it. The only reason you have Sometimes shoulders. Sometimes all at once. Uh, very often. You put the bird on last, otherwise the backpack crushes the hell out of him. Silly bird. Okay, is there any other news that... Because that was almost like it's an amalgam of nonsense just now. It's all the news I is that have. Pretty much what we do. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Mike, you got anything over there? I was reading an article in Showbox about Box was in talks to sell parts of its uh, company, and one of the biggest deals of that would be like the rights to the X Men and Fantastic Four go back, revert back to Disney. And now. It was later reported that uh, the talks fell through, and, and but that deal could still happen, just that part of it. And now they threw Sony into the mix. So, so they're looking to buy back all of Marvel properties right, from they Fox. Are. They're trying to gather them back up. Huh. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Other, other than that, Henry Cavill's only contracted to play Superman one more time. Take that. If That's that why we got Flashpoint. It's going to be the Flash movie, so we can just recast everybody. I think he said that even though he's only contracted to play it one more, and this might just be what he's, you know, said. It probably doesn't mean anything, but he says that he sees more Superman in his future after that point too. So, did he say that he enjoys Superman? Yes. Okay. Unlike Robert Downey Jr., who's just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of odd that I also read an article on there about this Nightwing movie that hasn't been talked about for ages. Yeah, they're supposed that to be Chris Nightwing. McKay guys. Yeah. Kinda that did the Batman Lego movie doing it, and he's leaving it. Uh, he has a, he's having an open casting call. Take Rob down there. Open casting call, but you have to be represented. It means you need to have an agent in order to get in the door. So why yeah, completely I, open? I guess it's to weed out. He's looking. He, he's looking for new talent. Anybody can get it. They could take advantage of a new guy without an agent. So why not pick that up? Because then it's every Tom, Dick, and Harry comes from the street and. Wanders yeah. around trying to waste their time and day. Harry Tom Dick. That's a different guy. Oh. Michael Clark Duncan. I just Duncan. kind of thought that was kind of <laughs> that odd. Also a different guy. Awesome actor, though. So, let's see. See so how that works out for the guy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, he, he did an awesome job with Batman Lego Batman, except that his, <laughs> Mike, his Dick Grayson was just comedy relief. So, if he's making a full movie and it's going to be that, well... Oh, it's not going to be that, though. I'm just saying, no. Ross, the guy who directed... No, it doesn't matter. The director of bad things and stuff. I'm well, sure the guy knows what he's doing. He wouldn't just make... No, Lego Batman is freaking hilarious, but if you're going to try to do a serious movie, because like, that one's still a go, apparently, but the Batgirl with Joss Wheaton doing... Or Joss Wheaton doing Batgirl, apparently now is on the chopping block, so... It's on hold, I think it's crazy that we know about these things this far in advance anyways. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's so foolish to go off and put all these blockbuster ideas out there and say, yeah, it's going to happen with no scripts and no build-up to actually make the movies. But it's going to be out in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous to do that. And they change it up constantly. All while the Flash was already supposed to have a movie. Yeah, I mean, why? Why? Well, you... that's back in the mix again. Yeah. So, well, it's going to so happen. Flashpoint. Because they paid for it, it's going to happen. I mean, they're paying the actors right now. I don't know. You know the the Mummy movie that came out, right? 
they canceled all the other Universal yeah, Monster movies that, that were going to happen. Is over, so yeah. nothing's permanent ever because no, those were all supposed no to. No reboot of the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Or... <laughs> That's too bad. So they based everything off that one movie. Basically. That's stupid. Yep. No, because they did Dracula Untold. Well, that was supposed to be the start of it, too. And but, then they did The Mummy. But this one, they actually had like a plan, like the Marvel Studios, where they're like, we're going to release this movie this year and this movie this year, and we have all these actors already lined out to play all the parts, and we've already paid them, and they're going to be in it. And since Mummy failed so bad, they're like, we're not going to do any of it. They should have called Dracula Untold Vlad Before the Dragon. <laughs> been awesome. That would pretty cool. That's a good name. Fixed all their problems. It would have, because then nobody would have been in like, oh, he's not sucking any blood, but it does suck. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a sad day. He did do some like weird vampire kung fu in that movie, though. Don't get me wrong, I did enjoy that flick, it but bad. it's not a Dracula movie. No, it should. It's just it's a Vlad movie. Yeah. It's it, what it is. It probably should have been something more archaic, anyways, and just been like the Curse of the Night or something. I don't know, I like the thing with the dragon name. That's cool. Chasing the dragon. <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like a metal album. Vlad chasing the dragon. Uh, sorry. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that like a heroin reference? Yeah. Okay. Well. Vlad riding the white pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. Vlad breaking like the ice. <laughs> Those are all sequels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got three movies planned, and the first one is just okay. <laughs> just carry it on with that. Vlad meets China White. <laughs> That's a little too on the nose, Mike. When they play too the Doobie the Brothers, China Grove in there. Yeah. It's like, what yeah, are we doing? Yeah. They do the soundtrack. Stranglehold. <laughs> so a whole bunch of actors got paid for movies they're not going to be in, so it's just like them paying Marlon Wayans not to be Robin. Marlon Wayans? Oh, yeah. Granted. The, the third Batman movie, they we're going to have a Marlon Wayans as Robin. Instead of Jerry O'Connell, whatever his name is? Chris O'Donnell. That's yes. right. That's close. Rosie Rose O'Donnell. Samsonite. Son? That was Son? way off. Not related? Okay. I agree. I, I don't think they like paid them like, for their contracts to the movie or anything yet. They just paid them to take a picture and be like, you're going to be in this movie when we do it at some nice. point. So we can thank Tom Is that Cruise. like blackmail? Yeah, basically. Nice. Right? <laughs> so we can blame Tom Cruise and Scientology for not having... Yes. Dark. Okay. I don't understand Dark that. Dark Universe movies? Because he's a Scientologist. And Tom Cruise is in the first movie. So, so you're thinking of Tom, what? Mummy. Mummy. So you're thinking it's Tom Cruise that ended the Mummy? That's a reboot, no. though. Made it from not working? That was working? the movie they wanted to do. That's the movie that was launching it all. Yeah. Was the, So yeah. was this a continuation of the actual Mummy movie no, with Brendan like Fraser? No, it's a complete is different. Yeah, it's a reboot. But is it in the same line? Is it no. supposed to... No. no. They don't connect. Originally, when it was coming out, they were saying it was going to connect to the old, old Mummy movie, and then they didn't end up making that. Seriously? That would have been cool. Yeah, Not this awesome. new CGI vomit crap. <laughs> well, that's how Sam looks when you throw it up. <clears throat> Jack knows. <laughs> <laughs> that is cat litter. Tied it, tied it all together. Giant circle that to only, us. only five nobody, people Nobody else out there is like, what the hell that's am I talking about? sad, right? Okay, well, let's move on to things that we're, we talked that we were going to talk we're about. We're actually going to talk move about on to Stranger right. Things. Yeah, we're not here to talk about <laughs> damn mummies. Well, not right now. The dark Universe. 
Little did you know, I had mummies worked into every discussion <laughs> so far. You know what would have made this better? The mummy. <laughs> right? With her four <laughs> eyes. Oh, my gosh. It's I've so never creepy. even seen that movie yet. You haven't seen it yet? I actually liked it. It's so. not bad. It's not bad. It really isn't. Everybody's talking massive crap about it. But well, no, like, it was, no, it's not bad. We all liked it. Evidently, it was not a critical success. The people that matter. Speaking like of it. movies that we liked, but not everybody did. Right. Yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about Thor Ragnarok. Oh. That <laughs> I think that's the one most people liked, actually. But That works all right. <clears throat> I, I, thought, I thought it was the direction we were... Okay. Oh, so, it was. We just ruined Curtis's segue. Uh, yeah, he was, he was going to Justice League. Oh, sorry. Speaking so, about movies that everybody likes. <laughs> hey, well, there's pieces in Thor that bug me, too. So uh, well, surprise, surprise. Okay, yeah. so as Here far as like, conversation start-wise... Um, do you want to start with the uh, characters, character development, or character? Wait, we I thought we were just going to talk about the characters. Yeah, okay. Just opinions of characters. So, Chris, what do you think about Thor? Why are you talking to me first? Yes, you're the one I'm looking right across the room. What do I feel about Thor? Oh yeah. The movie. The guy versus the comic book. Chris the Hemsworth. Movie. That's the guy. It's been a while since I read Thor. Okay. Well, he hasn't really changed in the books that much. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that because there are parts of him that weren't in the comic book that I liked on screen because we all know that it's somewhat of a goofy movie at times. Right. Not a goofy movie. <laughs> Something totally different. It's on. a silly movie at times. Sometimes it fits in, sometimes it doesn't. But as a character on the screen, I enjoyed it a lot. And what you see in the trailers, like... Uh, he's a friend from work. That continues throughout the whole movie. It, it's not just that scene. Right. Um, there is a lot of comedy throughout, which I think is kind of a staple of the Marvel Universe right now. It doesn't take itself as serious as the DC Universe, which I think it's a good continuation throughout the whole uh, cinematic experience through all of the movies, except for maybe Captain America, because that wasn't that funny in a lot of places. That's true. But well, that second Thor movie wasn't all that funny. Either. But everything, everything through that, I think it's a continuation of that. Some of it's a little over the top. I agree, but I still enjoyed that as a character and how everything came together. Um, Hella, I enjoyed her as a character too. Um, and Rob had mentioned prior in a different conversation that. Every time somebody does something serious, there's kind of a, a joke to counter that or, or come at the end of that. Is that what we said? Yeah, that's kind of the okay. gist of it. And I agree to that to an extent, I do, but there's places for it within that movie, and it works. I didn't go into the movie thinking, oh, that was a crappy place to do that. Or There may have been one. It might have been with the executioner, but I can't recall exactly what happened. Maybe when he's jumping out of the plane. I can't, I can't remember, but I'm like, well, that was dumb. But uh, there's only it's very few times in that movie where I'm like, man, why am I sitting through this? I actually wanted to go watch it again right after that. So there you go. Well, uh, Mr. Ross, what'd you think of uh, the Hulk? I think of the Hulk. Yeah, I thought he was very Hulky. I liked I liked the Hulk. I liked that he acted like a little kid because it made sense if he's been the Hulk for like a year or two now, he would act like a year or two old. <laughs> so. As a character, I thought the Hulk worked pretty good. And I th I really don't know much about them in comic books, because I don't read a lot about them in comic books. 
but in general, I liked all of the characters in the movie, and I thought they played the parts good. I like Thor being more funny than what he's been in the previous movies. And I think they've been building up to that since probably Avengers. So. All right. All right. Mr. Mike? Who was the uh, guy made out of rocks? Was that, was Korg? That? Yeah. I think Korg. You did the voice, right? Who? Uh, director. The director. Yeah. Who was the director? <laughs> That's I a good question. I cannot pronounce it. Huh. Yeah, he did it. In fact, he did, I think he did four different things in that movie. Actually. Sweet opinion, Mike. Seems like he uh, had a little fun with it. <laughs> Were those characters in the comic? Korg is. That's part of a Hulk story. The Planet Hulk story, yes. In the Ragnarok Which, story, no. Which, mind. I mean, to be fair, Ragnarok story kind of snuck up on a lot of comic readers, and so I don't think a lot of people remember it well. I don't think I ever read that. Uh-uh. I, 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 I read World War Hulk, but I never read that. Yeah. And I was more familiar with the World War Hulk elements of that. Right. That's true. I didn't know there was a Valkyrie, that a long-lost Valkyrie. I didn't know that. It, it just seemed too happenstance to work that way to me but well it, it might have been part but, of it i mean you got to do that in a lot of movies though where oh this just occurred right now at this particular time okay you got to suspend your, your belief on a lot of stuff no it's true it's true go ahead mike I really thought <laughs> the grand master is that what he's called mm-hmm. jeff goldblum yeah yes. jeff goldblum same character <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, right. the character he wasn't bad. I didn't expect much, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. He, he fit. He fit into it. I mean, he did all right. It's okay. Other than that, I mean, the rest of the characters, you know, they're fine. But I, you know, I don't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. Rob, what do you think about the, uh, about the about the Thor characters? Um, I think I think Thor's kind of been falling into a trap. I think the actor is a very funny guy. And he has a lot of good things that he kind of brings to the role. The downside is I think they let too much of what his comedy is kind of sneak through. And it sort of makes Thor come off as less worthy and less of a warrior that actually cares about the people around him than more of a kind of bro guy. And that's just me. I think this film, they kind of erred on the idea of making it funnier because 2 was so dark and people didn't like it. But I think Thor... He doesn't seem as noble as he does in the films before. But do you think that's a character flaw, or do you think that's a scripting flaw? I think that's a scripting flaw. I think they let Helmsworth have a little bit too much free reign, and it kind of came in, it kind of bit him a little bit. I think it just got away from him. Um, when it comes to Hela, I was amazed at, like, she looks so much like the comic. And I think they got this great, really strong actress to play the part, but it felt like every time we had a chance to make her a good villain we take that away. We kind of make her a little bit ridiculous. And it's sad that we built her up for one film. Now, she could have escaped, but I kind of doubt it. Loki is another one, where it feels like Loki is dumber in this film than he was in any of the films before. And he's easily defeated all the time. When we see him in the first Avengers film, in the first Thor film, he's a competent fighter with competent magical skills. But does he use any of that? No. He just kind of winds up being defeated at every turn and kind of becomes a little slapstick kind of a character. Now, granted, for the story, 
you don't want to have another big alpha character. So maybe that was why he was he was dumbed down for the service of the story. As the Valkyrie character, she was kind of a more created for this story, but she plays into the mythology of Asgard, and I think she was a great addition to the film. The Hulk, I totally agree with the way that Ross thought about it. It totally makes sense that if he's been the Hulk for two years, he would have a lot more of a dialect, and he would have his own personality. I think a lot of people were blown away with the idea that Hulk could even talk, which is odd because he's shown that he can talk a lot before. We just never had a point where the Hulk had to adapt to a world that was as strong as he was. Well, and he's never stayed the Hulk for, in the movies, he's never stayed the Hulk this amount of time. Yeah. So. Well, that's even reflected in the comic books. Like, as he was the Hulk longer, the Hulk adapted and grew more as a character in general. Mm-hmm. Bruce Banner kind of fills off in some pieces of the film, but I believed Chris Helmsworth and, and Garofalo's acting between each other. I thought it felt really good. Duff Goldblum, like Mike said, I thought he knocked it out. Honestly, I thought he was one of the few characters that like you didn't have to pull back. I thought all of his comedy was actually really well done. I just wish that the bit at the end would have been played up more to show that he was actually a dangerous character instead of kind of a pushover. And the executioner myself, I kind of feel like he was a waste because we could have done something cool with that character and, and he just winds up being done in this film. And the same thing's true with The Warriors 3. Now, granted... They haven't done anything <laughs> in the other films. And my only great relief was that Sif wasn't even in the film because she would have had to die really marginally mm-hmm. if she was, which is kind of sad. She was just busy being in the Blind Spot TV show. So <laughs> the lady was busy. That well, good. Is... She, she didn't die then because That's she was curious. busy. That's what I was getting at, I guess. Tying way back to when you were talking about Musa Shazam, yeah. Zachary Levi is one of the Warriors 3, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he Fandral? Yeah. Okay. With a little yellow beard? <clears throat> Green arrow looking one? Yeah. Huh. So, so we'll get a look forward to that. And he was... noticed that the original character, Valkyrie, was in the film briefly. I didn't. Was she in the fight scene where... Yeah, okay, she so got that, taken I did. Then, she got yeah. taken out. I think they mentioned her name. Yeah, they probably do. Is she the one that rides the Pegasus or whatever? Yeah, the original in the comic. Yeah. Or, yeah, the blonde. Was yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. She probably. was in the film briefly, and she got taken out She only gets Ella. killed right before our main character gets saved? Yeah, yeah, before mm-hmm. she... Okay. Uh, yeah, so she's the one that dies saving the other one for right. the sake of being in the movie. But, but yeah, to thought, kill off the three like that? Yeah. So easily? They all should have been there in the in the big fight scene. You know, at least they would have all died and had, like, a little bit of a stand-up moment. I think. If you're going to kill them all... I guess the director's excuse, or no, it was Kevin Feige. His his reasoning was to show you how powerful Hela was, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come across that way in the movie at all. She's not that powerful. No. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, we're talking comic versus film. Film, she's evidently stronger than anything that we've ever faced before. She's so strong when she first shows up, and she's weak. She's stronger than everybody that we've ever encountered. Till the end. <laughs> and then who knows how strong she is on Asgard. It, did, it doesn't make sense to me, though. No, it doesn't. It's it's a plot. Especially thing. in, I don't know, if I don't mean to step on you, but... No, it's fine. The Fenris Wolf, when they bring him, him out of death. In mythology, the Fenris Wolf is Loki. Wasn't he Loki's kid? One of his children? He was Loki, and Loki had children. So, 
In, in the actual mythology, not in okay. Marvel comics. Yeah, in the Marvel comics, I still think he is actually Loki's son. So I don't. I just don't. I just don't understand it sometimes. I, it's hard for me to make that division between mythology, Marvel comics, now comics movies. Yeah. No, it's understandable. I I actually thought Fenris was great. I just would have loved to see Hulk come riding Fenris back up into the <laughs> battle awesome. before it got washed off one of the. Uh, one of the waterfalls. Thor has uh, some questionable, has questionable dialogue that makes him not Thor to me. But that's that's to me. I mean, Helms was a great actor. And I think the dude plays the part just fine. But plenty of his dialogue in this movie is not Thor dialogue. It's Paul Rudd dialogue. It's Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. dialogue. It's not dialogue that would be said by Thor because it just doesn't. That's not how Thor talks. What if it's growth of Thor from being around humans for so long now? If, if he'd been partying there in the Avengers movies, sure. If he'd been in uh, Civil War, sure. He's not in any of those movies, and the way they explain it in this movie is that he's out in space hunting the gems. So if he's been out hunting the gems, there's no way to learn from. He continues to be Thor. But what about all the past stuff? Yeah, past stuff is the past stuff, but it's still not enough to change his entire constant talk. You can't talk. S- suspend your belief. I think I mean <laughs> I think what the problem is is that the YouTube where was Thor during Civil War rubbed off so hard that they went this is what people want this is the Thor that people want they want a Thor that is borderline handicapped hanging out with his roommate Johnny not paying the rent fixing bikes I don't even know what you guys are talking about they did a batch of videos that were Thor and his roommate and uh it was why Thor wasn't around, because he just never got a call, because he didn't have a cell phone. They were like funny videos they made to keep people appraised that he wasn't not being Thor. So they were funny. Yeah, but... But it wasn't Marvel. I'm not sure who put them together. Just some dude. No, it's Helmsworth in it. Hmm. But as far as like who orchestrated it, or paid for them to be made, no idea. They didn't look far enough to see that. They were just kind of jokey things. They're they were cool. funny. I mean, yeah, they were definitely funny. I mean, it, oh, that's hilarious. I was going to say, I bet they had already made most of Ragnarok when those things had came out already, though. It's possible. Yeah. My, my, my personal guess to this is between Avengers having its jokey moments and then Spider-Man and then especially Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think that was all a totally different kind of humor because I think that was a more natural humor than what happens in this. But I think that that's what led to Thor being a more jokey movie. I, no, I, agree. I agree. So in the books, hmm. is, is Hela related? No, Helena is not actually related to... Hela? Hela yeah, I'm sorry. Hela is not actually related to Odin or Thor um, or any of his family members. I think what they did is they there's a new storyline that occurred not too long ago with a character that was acquired from Image Comics. Angela? Angela that they've determined is actually one of Odin's children, and she's immensely powerful, and I think they liked that idea a lot, but probably didn't want to go to the lengths of getting the movie rights for her, and her costume is very comic book. Yeah, it is. On a big screen, you would have had so many issues from people who don't even really care about the movie, just complaining because of her look, that it was a better idea to take her story and wrap it in with Hela. No, she probably will look all right. 
No, I'm sure she would look fine. <laughs> not if it was like Kate Blanchett playing it. No, well, no, probably not. I, I, it would need to be a different actress, but yeah, I think that that's the the case. I think maybe she's too new of a concept for them to have been like, oh yeah, this is what people can understand. Forget the fact that half the people watching movies don't read the comic books anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, this one definitely took the the furthest reach. That's that's what I'm saying is. People nowadays have a shorter attention span in movies, obviously, so they got to have the action. People nowadays love comical movies, and that's what the society revolves around, mostly. So they just put them all together, and they get that, just like the Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. A, a modern Star Trek movie would not survive today if it was like the motion picture. It would not survive. It would make zero at the box office. Mm. They're placating the masses and doing what the, we think the masses want, and that's comedy and action. action. And that's all. And that's what Thor Ragnarok is, is comedy and action. It's true. <clears throat> Still got broken fucking pieces on it, whatever. Well, yeah. I agree. Every, every film is going to have some issues. So storyline-wise, did we kind of, did we already go over storyline? We did. I, I wanted to mention the Hulk thing. Yeah. Because, uh, obviously, World War Hulk was kind of a spinoff of when he was thrown to the crossroads back in 84. Right. That's what it kind of reminded me of, too, was going to the crossroads when he had to fight and do all this other stuff. I didn't think about that two years. Yeah, he's probably developed his, his dialogue. That didn't even dawn on me in the movie. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the Hulk. That's the Hulk I know from the comics. That's, you know. Right. Um, and acting like a child, I see that now because he's been given free reign in that environment too mm-hmm. nobody's going to say hulk you can't do this but we're going to keep you under lock and key mm-hmm. so well, yeah like the way he treats like the way he throws things the way he knocks things around yeah it's very like kid that has a lot of control over himself but not necessarily over his environment and the mark ruffalo side of that when uh he was on the island remember in the books where he had the island, and he made all those other creatures. Oh, yeah, whenever they were split in the comics. And he got split? Yeah. That's what that felt like to me, was he was split from the Hulk at that point. It was just a weird... It was a weird feeling, feeling watching it. Um, like, I knew he could go back to the Hulk at any time, but that was the characterization I felt was from that comic book. And that was see that a little bit. The I mean, Silvestri... Nearly as... Yeah, the Silvestri... Well, yeah. sorry, with Silvestri. Well, it's like, oh, what, what am I doing here? What's going right. on? That's kind of the feeling I got from that book. I see that. So... There's another piece, story-wise, that was pretty cool in there. But yeah, this movie is definitely a mix of the Ragnarok comic and the and a lot of the Planet Hulk comic book. Because, uh-huh. I mean, even one of the Easter eggs is a straight-up Planet Hulk, but only from the DVD animated Planet Hulk. Uh, oh, did you see they had the skull of Better Ray Bill? Yeah. The, the on, the on the building? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Man-Thing? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the two-faced... Two, by Beast. By Beast. Beast. There yeah. you go. I couldn't remember what his name was. Yeah, I like that the Better Bill one was in there. The only way that connects is through the animated series or the animated movie of Planet Hulk. Hmm. Like, from what I understand, they were gonna have a, an appearance by Beta Ray Bill, but in order to do that character justice, they would have had to do more. So they decided to just. They did perfect in uh, Planet Hulk. Uh, animated mm-hmm. they, he was great in that they could have done that same stuff up here but then he would have had to deal with thor but then that's a perfect match well so. the other end is you would have had to they couldn't they, they were saying they couldn't do him justice yeah. with the time given right. and, uh, 
Well, you would have to also not do the Captain Planet reveal of Thor. Because there True. is no Battery Bill. Without the hammer. With with Matai, with Mati. But if they said he was off in space <laughs> looking for these gems, he well, could have... He, he could have run into Battery Bill, too, but the problem with the... If you're going to go Battery Bill where he becomes Horseface Thor, which is what he, we know him as, and not just as an alien dude on a ship... He has to be able to get the hammer, and the hammer has to give him the powers. Well, he has to go to the ranch for that. Well, that's a totally different thing to deal with the legacy book. So if you go back to our <laughs> legacy episode, which I think was the last episode, where we dealt with the ranch of hammers that Odin just pulls random hammers from, where they're all like horses. Anybody listen to this that didn't re- listen to that episode is going to have no idea what's going on. Read legacy number <laughs> one, and it almost answers what I'm talking about. But without the hammer, if the power is inside you, like... Mati's heart power from Captain Planet because it's the only one that's not real. Fire's real. Water's real. <laughs> Land's Earth's real. Air's heart is the strongest power. You can't see it. The heart is not real. It's the strongest. It's inside you. It's the best. Whatever, one. monkey lover. <laughs> that's what I understand. But Whoa. <laughs> because Mati had a pet monkey. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay, I thought we were doing a Michael Jackson thing. No. <laughs> no, that's a totally different thing. That was the Elephant Man, not. Oh, well, he had a monkey too. Bubbles. There you go. Nevertheless, the end all be all of it is that Battery Bill can never get a hammer, have his own hammer, if the power's inside you. If the hammer doesn't matter. On Captain Planet. Then then there's no battery. Right. Sad days. Anyhow, so that was a little out of control there for no reason. Still don't follow your logic on that. Well, Battery Bill, the whole way that story worked is he when he got the hammer, was able to use it also. The power wasn't in the hammer, it was inside of him. Inside of Battery Bill? Yeah. So you're saying Battery Bill also can just throw lightning bolts out of nowhere? Evidently. He's That's what I got from that conversation. He's, he's a thunder <laughs> no. gun? No! Absolutely not! He's saying that's what Thor... That's Thor is the thunder god, the lightning lives inside Thor, according to the new movie. Oh, yeah. Which is like Captain Planet. Alright, moving on. Okay. <laughs> tired sort, of talking about sort that Sort of the circle now? Okay. Anyhow, it was really cool seeing Battery Bill's head. So that was cool. Okay, so you want to do some movie elements? Yeah. Say so Rob's got some stuff, yeah. Rob? Oh, yeah, well... Can we talk about how sadly, um, poorly the ocean looks? Well, see, I didn't even that didn't even bother me. I think it's just the screen we saw it on. Um, for, for me, the whole and, stuff with Doctor Strange feels so tacked on. It feels like they did that first, and then they went, oh, this doesn't make any sense for this movie. I agree. But we have to do it. We've already said we're going to do it. We've already filmed it. Let's just put it in there. Um, Doctor Strange felt like his his power level was too high and it was too gimmicky for a continuous story. It just felt like it was tacked on. Um, I thought we were going to have a bigger part of dealing with chasing Odin and whatever Loki was doing on Asgard. Ultimately, I mean, that, that winds up being kind of a small part of it. They allude to the idea that Odin and... Um, Gaia were were together, and maybe that there was something with Thor's lineage, but it's it's very vague. You know, if you're not a comic fan, like it probably didn't even occur to you that the idea that Odin was being called by his wife was that he was being called to Earth to die. But that being the moment that he decides to reveal Hela's level is is kind of strange. Now. With Curtis, you know, the Norse idea of the afterlife is a big deal. Like, in a lot of ways, hell is not necessarily a bad thing. 
but she is a force of destruction. Am I thinking wrong? I think hell is a bad thing regardless. Mm. You know what I mean? Hella, though. Right. Well, no, I know, but she's the underworld. She's the goddess of the underworld. Well, doesn't she also hold the keys to Valhalla? She does not, I don't believe. Is there a second goddess of death or god of death or... No, no, I think you're right. Because I always thought it was it's, two... It's, it's the afterlife. Yeah, I always thought it was like two things. There was the reward the, and the punishment. The Valkyries, the Valkyries take him up to Valhalla, the yes. halls of Valhalla, so... Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, we're kind of excluding a big part of the idea of, like, kind of the Norse mythology with having no god of death. They should... That stuff happens in these movies yeah. for some reason. No, I mean, it really does. I mean, <clears throat> there was no reason to ever bring it up before. Right. You know? Like, we're not going to go off and see Volstagg's wife and his seven children because it doesn't make any sense. But to bring her in and then be like, oh, yeah, there's no God of Death for a while. Like, eh, it's kind of odd. Um, but the idea that no one knew about her also seems odd to me. But Heimdall got to be awesome. You know, his, his resistance fighting and moving around and the things that he could see from here and there was great. That's because he's Luther. Mm, it's true. Surtur um, was awesome. He, uh, Heimdall kind of looked like uh, Bishop. Yeah. yeah, a lot like Bishop. A yeah, lot yeah. like Bishop. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was weird. But, what, uh, what did you think of Matt Damon? Do you prefer Matt Damon's performance as Loki? I thought that was awesome. And I think that's actually <laughs> the best thing that Marvel's done so far, is that they typically take small... Um, actors or smaller actors and make them like their focal point and then when they have the big guys come in they give them roles but they give them roles that are kind of like one-offs so you're never going to be like oh hey I need to see where Matt Damon was as that random Asgardian actor you know but it was cool he was there and Sam Neill as well I thought that was awesome and then Hemsworth's brother yeah I, I couldn't pick him out in the crowd no. aside from him looking like Hemsworth I just read about it I yeah but I, I thought all the stuff with Loki was funny. It's odd that Thor picked it up immediately. Because you would think he would still kind of be like, yeah, no, Loki did die a hero. Yeah, but Odin would never throw a, a weird play about his good son Loki. It's true. <laughs> ever. But I don't think he would have uh, been as... And built the statue and... Right, well, he might have yeah, built a statue. I mean, the statue I could see being a thing just because it's Asgard... But the, the other side of it, no. He probably wouldn't have been Greek emperoring it up. Mm. Right. Laying there with, with, with grapes well, being jumped in his mouth How many years was he out in space? Five years? Is that what we were told? I don't remember. How many years he was out floating around space looking for the gems? Um, it still wouldn't be a party thing going on. Like, maybe right afterwards? But as a normal thing? No. And it's weird that they went with that to go with, to, to begin with. But so It was super funny. Um, yeah. As far as him picking him out automatically, I think that makes the most sense of the rest of it. Mm, that was a lot to me, but... I mean, we didn't have a lot of time to deal with that, because we need to move the story along, right? Right. The destruction of the hammer was huge to me. Uh, and I'm really surprised that it wasn't an illusion. She even boasts about being a sorcerer, like Loki, and does no magic, except for making magic foldy swords, which is evidently also science. Thor... Science and magic. Magic and science is the same. Uh, but, like, it, it seems odd to me that she was supposed to be at her weakest when she destroys the hammer. But, in theory, she wielded the hammer, according to the movie. So why didn't she just Take it. continue to use the hammer? Yeah. If it had any power at all. If it has no power, then why is it a hammer at all? 
It could be anything. It could be Wonder Woman bracelets. To trick you. Uh, I suppose. Trick everyone. I think it's just, it may be used as a channeling device for the power. It would kind of make sense, but then it would, wouldn't make sense that other people would have any bonuses from it. Now, I mean, that's the Vision conundrum from the Avengers. We don't know if Vision got any boost from having the hammer or not. And well, he hits somebody the face. No one else could lift it up, so it becomes questionable. I was going to say, just a giant heavy hammer that no one else can pick up might be. Because how heavy it is? Heavy, heavy? It's possible. We've never seen the Hulk try to lift it in the movie universe. Well, I just mean in general that that's like part of its power. Maybe it's not all just the lightning in the movie. Maybe it's you know, that's how Thor flies and stuff too. Is like, well, yeah, he does, use, he does use it to help him fly by throwing it. And just a magic hammer in general. But he, he used the hammer to hold down a dragon's mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the, the, the hammer is supposed to be magic. So maybe the only enchantment is not being able to be lifted up. I was just going to say, maybe the lightning power is separate from that, is what they were going for in the movie. That's what I'm saying, like a channeling thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the hammer has, has its own abilities as well. They just weren't the lightning right. well, and the thunder. I mean, Odin put the enchantment in it. The question is, like, why did that have such an effect on Thor in the first film? All it says is, case. is he who is worthy will be able to... No, it says possess the powers of Thor, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Hmm. Even in the film. It says that. That's why we go with it being a broken movie. The same reason why electric shock hurts the guy. I just don't understand it now. I never thought about that connection. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd choice. I, I just I'm flying not around sure. zapping people like Storm. Yeah. I'm not sure why they did it either. Because, I mean, honestly, the greatest foil to Thor as being the answer for everything that you ever come into in an Avengers film is that he has to have the hammer by him. The hammer has to be around him to be able to really dish out his heavy power. Now he doesn't even need it. Now he's Superman. Can't and he's, fly, and he's, he's the worst. Blue. No, he can fly. He flies like Raiden. He can hover in the air. <laughs> it's true. That's <laughs> a good point. Okay. He has, there, there's no limitation to him now. And actually, he's so powerful that we have no idea of any upper limit at all, ever. So if you know, we, we see him face off against Thanos in the next film... You're going to have to do the Superman nerf, where we just show him show up so that he can get slapped down by Thanos just to give us a measuring stick, and we don't even know what the measuring stick is yet. You just have to make sure you stay on the right side of him, because he's got that one eye thing. <laughs> That's his foil. As long as you're standing on the right side, you're fine. Oh, I see. You can't even see oh, you. Oh, I he forgot he got the you, one eye. And it would be awesome, because Thanos could just be like, oh, I disappeared, and be like... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the purple guy can disappear now because he's freaking an idiot. It's all about stepping sideways. <laughs> How are the father? Because the son becomes the father, Rob. That's the whole blinding yeah, eye thing. No, I, like I, you I, said, I nerfing it. wise, you don't need to nerf him. Just step over the yeah. step on the other side. We can't see you. But uh, for for me, the, all the stuff on Scar was actually really cool. Um, I would have liked it better if Thor had like just blundered his way like a barbarian through the under people and had to get involved in, in the arena because he wanted to free Thor or he needed to get off the planet. But, I mean, the way they do it is fine because it ropes the Asgardian um, Valkyrie in. And they had some cool little cameos in it. It was nice to see Loki get a little bit of a revenge. The uh, gladiator scene was definitely cool. The stuff with him being called New Doug with, with Korg... Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It could have probably been a little less, but it was it was fun. It was good. Like I said, I really liked the interaction with 
Hulk and Thor, and Thor's uh, Hulk's analogy was actually pretty good. I don't necessarily like the idea of Thor boastfully lying to both sides. I really see Thor going like, no, I like the Hulk best. And kind of being like, yeah, Banner, you're okay, but uh, you're not the Hulk. You know, instead of lying to him and being like, no, no, you're my best buddy. Well, then Hulk he didn't stupid. need Banner, though. That was like the whole point was that he needed him to well, be Well, Banner's Banner. not going anywhere. He can't not go with Thor. I mean, Banner was kind of in a, in a bad situation. But you're right. That's why he did it. You're totally right. But I just don't like... I didn't like that play on his character. Um, but he doesn't have to be worthy anymore, Rob. There's no more hammer. I, that's true. No right. hammer time. That's true. No, that's true. I want to do the hammer song and dance. Oh, 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 oh. Hammer he doesn't, he doesn't need the pants okay. anymore. <laughs> he needs to wear some kind of pants. And, and uh, for me... The, the devil's anus joke grew really thin the first time they fucking said it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Really? So did I and until the, you mentioned it. The first it. time they said it, I was like, really? And as they continue to say it again and again and again and again and again, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is what it's become. God, I loved it. <laughs> the film is flying into the devil's anus. Man, I totally uh, forgot about that. Didn't they say it like straight faced every time? Oh yeah, like, no, it yeah. wasn't a joke. It was, yeah. it was actually just what it was called in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's why they did it over and over and over again. It's true. Yeah, I'm it's a fan true. of repeating jokes, just not. I, that one didn't bug me at all. The only one that really bugged me is the whole recognizing each other thing. Really bugged me. And I don't know if it's just because it seemed like it was being replayed. Was everyone else talking about the devil's anus? It was kind of chuck and cheek. It was supposed to be like chuck I can't cheek. believe they're saying it. I can't believe that, because even when Ruffalo's like, really? And he, he calls it it too. And just as, it, even for him, he's like, I can't believe this is what they're calling it. And they're just like, yep, that's what it is. But then they like the repeating joke with the whole Valkyrie and, and, and Banner. Oh, I think I recognize you. I think I recognize you. And then not even five minutes later, they do the same joke again. What are you doing? I don't even remember that. No, as soon as it happened in the movie, I'm like, are you kidding me? It, it did bother other people as well. I kind of almost chalked that up to the idea of that that was shooting schedule stuff. They may have not realized how closely it was going to be cut together, ultimately. If it was, as soon as it went through the editing process, someone should have been like, oh, hey, we have a problem. Yeah, so so we go through the Devil's Anus, and we have to get back to Asgard, and we have to deal with the situation. The nice thing was, there wasn't opportunities to go get other people, so you can't go, oh, why why didn't you go do this? Why didn't you go do that? Why didn't you bring this character in? You know, uh, they really did have to get there and, and do what they were going to do quickly. And I thought they made the importance of that pretty pretty well done. We just had somebody in the other night when the big heroic moment comes for Raffalo, where he has to throw away the idea that he may never be human again. He may always be the Hulk. It's thrown off as a joke, and it was a joke that people saw coming from like a mile away. And and honestly, like there's been a review of it where people went, this is what we laughed about, his broken and beaten body falling on the ground as he sacrifices his humanity for the last time, maybe. See, I think the movie as a whole kind of had a little problem with that, where any time they tried to do something serious, they did the joke right afterwards. Yes. So. Everything with hell is that way. Mm-hmm. Go on. But um, making the answer certer, I didn't see coming. I It's probably just that I'm I... I'm surprised. Yeah, I, honestly, I bought in. I didn't I didn't see that being the answer, and I certainly didn't see the distri- the entire destruction of Asgard as the answer that we were going to see. 
As for me, like even even the close credit stuff was good. I actually even forgot whether or not Banner was Banner at the very end there, or if he was the Hulk. Which he is the Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is terrible because that means that like something that was actually important for continuity. I didn't even care about because oh, haha, Quig is going to talk about squeezing the alien thing too hard. Now maybe it's dead. Oh wait, yeah. no, it's good. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but even the after credit stuff was actually pretty good. I know a lot of people were underwhelmed with seeing the big ship, but I mean that's the key to Thanos. That's one of Thanos' ships. So, to me, that was kind of an important thing. The final one was Jeff Goldblum was funny. Uh, had I, I would have much rather had after Jeff did the whole thing and the little townspeople try to come after him and blast them all to dust. So that we have this last moment where we go, oh shit, I guess he was actually a really dangerous guy. He wasn't just Jeff Goldblum with fingernail polish on. But that's what, that's what Little did you know, Jeff yeah. Goldblum with fingernail polish is actually that powerful. Awesome. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be really important. Whether he's going to be in these movies, who knows? He may be a throwaway. But they've already decided the Collector is going to be important. So putting him in, I would have thought... You would have given something, and you could have just had that one moment and sold that he was something more than he'd played himself out as. From what I've heard, due to the response to him, that character in the movie, people ate that up. Yeah. And they're not going to shelp him. They don't know where they, were gonna, where they would use him, but... Well, I'm sure, like the collector, he'll show up somewhere else. Probably the next Avengers movie. You know... <clears throat> She raised the army of the dead from under Asgard. Yes. That was after she killed all these people up top. Yes. Did she raise them too in the process, you would think? You would think so, but apparently not. And I wonder if if she did raise them. That way we could have the Warriors 3 back later on. If she did raise them, did she just imprison them somewhere? But then again, Asgard got destroyed, so where the hell did they go unless they got on the ship when they were, you know, I don't know. I yeah, think no one noticed the stowaways in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, she only raised those who remembered her, the fallen dead that remembered her time as the conqueror. Well, I, I agree, um, but that's just, uh, to me, it's too powerful. Oh, it is. It's very powerful. And we play it off as a joke, so you don't think about it very much. Hmm. You know, when you do start thinking about it, yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome to see some of those other characters? Wouldn't it have been more of a thing had Thor came back and had to fight an undead version of the Warriors 3, his friends, instead of being like, oh, I wonder what happened to the Warriors 3. Oh, wait, I forgot. I don't care. They were never even mentioned after that. No. He doesn't even care. He doesn't care about them at all. He doesn't even talk to Heimdall about it. Not even in passing. Heimdall wasn't even worried about it. No, well, Heimdall knew. He was he, too busy trying to get people out. Yeah. Heimdall was kind of the real hero in this film. He, but, would, he would have seen the death of the three when they were in. So yeah, he would have Yeah, he, he already knew. But nevertheless, Oops. like, yeah, he's he's the only one of them that shines at all in there. And I don't know if that's because the dude's in the Green Lantern movie and he didn't see anything to do with friends in the Green Lantern movie, so he didn't know how to direct it. That's a stab at the director. Oh. Ah. Well, Wait for that later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're just thrown away entirely, which is that's what I think. Weak. They were beat so easily. Yeah. Well, we got to show off how badass Hela is, and then not actually show off her being badass. Really. And at then all. she dies in the end anyway. Yeah. Well, in theory. Well, by the same thing. Well, in theory, they died too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there's 
Yeah, that's just one more. That's stupid. That's, yeah. God, yeah. you're making me hate the movie. No, no, don't, you shouldn't don't hate that, it. Don't. It's still good. It's just got pieces that are There's stupid. just pieces of the movie, character-wise, that I yeah. like better than just Thor. I can understand that. I like the Warriors 3 way better than I ever liked Thor. Yeah. No, I agree. And yeah. just, just to the make them just to make them throwaway characters? Aren't they considered demigods, though? There are still gods in Asgard. Yeah. Okay, so if they're gods, then maybe... But yeah. but Asgard is broken now. Yeah. I mean, there is no Asgard. The idea of them resurrecting. They, they went the full nine, <laughs> and all of Asgard plummeted, including Thor, and they all died. Then we'd have a whole resurrection story where all of Asgard See, comes back. Here's my here's my new theory. Okay. We had all these actors playing Thor and Loki at the start of the... Yeah, with you. Okay, so the Warriors 3 that actually died were, the actors? were actors. Ooh. <laughs> and that way you can just have them come back Except later. Except they're the same people in the, that were playing in the last movie. They're, they're just really convincing that. They're really good ones. Really convincing actors? Okay. <laughs> so we get another scene from Matt Damon in Thor 4, and he's like, I can't believe all of our acting buddies are dead, Ben. And Ben, who's not there because he's Batman, is like, yeah, that's terrible, they're all dead. And the Warriors 3 show up and they're like, hey. You guys are real lame actor guys. Wait, how's Sam Neill? Uh, Sam Neill is kind of awesome. <laughs> All right, so okay, what about what about the overall movie elements? Like CGI like, stuff? No, like I mean, I think this is where we're talking about like what we actually thought of the movie. Yeah, I think we like, kind of score it. Score it? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I can I, I say that I thought all the CGI was great, savor the scenes of the ocean, and it may very well have been our theater. The theater we want to be stuck with here does not have 4K projectors. No matter what plushy seats everyone seems to think they enjoy so much, the 4K projectors, they don't have them. So it could easily not be the movie's fault, but as soon as Science of the Land is standing there on the edge of the cliff, he's like, look at the beautiful ocean! That's supposed to be doing the lip thing with the with the food for the, people. The papa beans. Oh, I yes. thought you were trying to Hannibal Lecter thing. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yes, Hannibal Lecter. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Look how great the ocean is. <laughs> and Thor's like, "Yes, father, it's awesome." And I looked at Ross, who's watching the movie, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I this is the okay. worst CGI ever." But the seats are nice. Whatever, my. <laughs> that was my exact response, actually, when he said that. <laughs> Stupidest thing. Stupid CGI. Ever. Yeah, but the seats, man. <laughs> I'm like, how does that equate into this at all? And he's like, you don't understand. I'm like, clearly I don't. When I'm comfortable, clearly. I don't hate things. Ah, Steve, get comfortable. Ah. <laughs> ah. So, so that, that scene may look fine in an actual 4K theater. With projectors that aren't knockoff cheap projectors to pay for the plushy seats. I watched it in the same crap, and I didn't think it was that bad. It's yeah. terrible. Plus, I figured it was somewhat of a dream sequence. Does it make it okay? Why the movie looks awesome. Dreams are like, stupid. All the whole planet Hulk stuff's great. Like the then all that stuff's fake. Wait, like, wait, wait well, if that looks great, then how can it be the projector? Because that scene's terrible. Wait and wait and talk about crappy CGI when you talk about Justice League. <clears throat> That's uh, also the blame of the same theater. The, the, no, it's <laughs> not. It is. It's the, the same theater. CGI. That's not. All right, let's move it on. So, score movie. Uh, who's go first? Sign hands. You. Me. Yes. <sighs> okay. Two ball sacks out of here. <laughs> projector and the seats <laughs> out of it. Just movie by itself. <laughs> I don't know. I give it. I give it. A, I, I would give it a three. That's a total of six. Like I think it's good. <laughs> As far as Dark World, like there's a lot of hate for Dark World that I don't have. 
I, I have major issues with some of Thor's dialogue, and it can still be funny, and that's fine, but the character needs to talk like Thor. Because Thor has a particular way of talking. It doesn't matter how much he's around humans. It doesn't change any of that. He's still going to act the same way. At the beginning of the movie, when the girls are like, sorry about your girlfriend, and he doesn't really know how to answer that, and his reply is like stupid because it's human talk, it makes perfect sense. Then you fast forward the movie to the middle when they trim his hair, and all of a sudden he's like the dude hanging out on, on the boardwalk. Hey, come here, man, bitch, get out of my brain. And I just can't take it. It's so like that annoys the hell out of me. So movie wise, give it a three. That's I'm I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. That's, I I will add in with with that the whole thing when he gets out of the hot tub. Yeah, should have been addressed differently. I honestly I would think Thor would be more like, oh, that's why you're the Incredible Hulk, right? Or your Hulk, your Hulk, Hulk's Hulk is not as Hulky as I thought it'd be. You know, I, I he's not the kind of guy who's like ashamed of nakedness. I would assume he would be more like. Oh, that kind of party. You know, that's that's who I think he is. But I think anyways. it was more of a shame. It was more of a, holy crap, I don't want to see that. <laughs> but see, that's, for me, I don't think that's who, who Thor is. I think I he would have been like, eh, He's a dog watcher? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Thor is the most secure in his sexuality of any superhero character. I mean, really. And that's fine, but it's the Hulk. He's mm-hmm. probably never seen that Hulk before. Probably not. The Hulk's Hulk. And that's ingrained in my mind. I can't there get that out of my mind. I can get that. Ah, man. But the guy fights like... Ah. I, I they, usually, they usually oh, have loincloths on. Not all of them. They don't see the icicles of the frost giants. Ah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, the snowballs. I still give it a three. <clears throat> your argument is invalid to me. Hulk, oh, because Hulk of the Hulk Hulk, you give it a three. Yes. Okay, so it doesn't measure bad, up for you. Bad dialogue. All right. And the Hulk's Hulk's not as Hulk as it should be. <laughs> Take that, Hulk. It's because he's not knocking things down while he's walking. It's true. It's <laughs> probably good. It's probably good that it's not the case. That's why he's got pants most of the time. All right. So this this might seem odd because I was kind of not super supportive of most of this film while I was talking about it. I'd actually give it a four. I actually think this was a really well done film. I just think they needed to pull back, and a lot of that is the director that was doing the film took his notes from the director who did Green Lantern. And he saw he runs too tight of a ship, so I'm not going to run a tight ship at all. He, he doesn't let people ab-lib, so I'm going to let my people ab-lib all that they want. And I think when it came down to it, and there was room on the cutting room floor, they didn't cut stuff. There was moments that could have been cut very easily. If you took one of the three jokes, or two of the three jokes, the scene would have worked better. But instead, they just let all of it go. But when it come out of it... As much as I felt like it was a parody of the movie it was supposed to be, it's still a good movie. I still want to see it. I still don't want to, like, walk out of it. I felt the same way that Curtis did. I wanted to see it again, even though I was let down with a lot of the stuff from it. Even though, like, every time there was a chance for something to shine, they turned around and had it slip on a banana pill, I still thought it was a pretty good movie. So, I mean, it's a high rating, but I, I think it works. And I think, honestly... What really caught this film was that one was too sl- too kind of in the middle, two was too dark. So they thought, well, we got to go comedy for three. That's the whole thing. It was too serious, too dark. Now we got to be comic, and it was too comical. So if there is a four, maybe it'll have the right mix. Well, I could All romance there. number four. It's possible that could be exactly <laughs> what happens. Is we got romance and bromance for four. Thor number Thor. <laughs> 
the Curtis Thor. Well, man, I was all about this movie until I listened to you guys talk about it. <laughs> See, this is the downside. We don't want to influence your decision, but like... Because before that, it was like a five out of five, and now it's like a one. Wow. <clears throat> I'm sorry to take that from you. Just because the story doesn't matter? No. Um, when I go into movies, a lot of times I don't go in to be overly clear, critical, as you know. Yeah. From me, my love of Manborg. I mean, we could tear that sh- apart all day. <laughs> <clears throat> and I agree with you. That movie's like a one out of nine. Um, You're talking about the Hulk again? No, oh, not, Hulk. not the man thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I would probably, I don't know, I, I'd, I'd agree with uh, Rob with a four out of five. Um, is it the best movie? No. Is it the most comic accurate? No. Is there stuff about it that I absolutely hate? Yeah, there is. I think it's a very, it's honestly, it's a weak movie, but because of the atmosphere it provides, it, it heightens it for me. Um, because I'm familiar with a lot of the elements of it, it's just not the same elements that I remember. Uh, so, I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, it's one of those movies, and it's honest, you have to shut off your brain and just watch it and then take it for face value instead of trying to equate it to something that you know from the past. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but it's its own thing in the cinematic universe now. The Thor, what was the second one? Dark World. Dark World? I honestly don't remember it, but I don't I don't, I don't, don't remember hating it. And yeah. I don't remember hating the first one either. Yeah. Um, but this one is the one that made the most impact in my mind, so I'll give it a four out of five. Cool. Oh, Mr. Ross? I'd give it a three and a half. You of son five. of a... <laughs> I, honestly, I, that's I, a very honest opinion. The more I think of it, the more I think three and a half too. I I really liked. I thought it was a fun movie to watch. Um, and personally, not knowing a lot of the mythology behind the characters, probably made it a more enjoyable movie for me. Like for instance, how Thor talks, it didn't bother me at all whatsoever, or how the ocean looked for that matter. But it was a fun movie. It wasn't anything great. I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite movies. But it was fun. Uh, really quick, not to bring up another thing that Steve hates, but the soundtrack I thought was pretty awesome. No, I, li- I, I like the use of Immigrant Song in it, and I thought it was only once. Did they only use it once? No, they used it at least twice. Did they? Okay. <laughs> but on on top of the Immigrant Song, they also had this really cool 80s synthesizer like background music the actual soundtrack, which was really cool, too. I, I thought I heard the Stranger Things theme song in there in in one scene while we were at the the uh, coliseum it was probably similar. very close they used the same type of synthesizer for it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a very obvious choice that they were like 80 synth music for the background which i thought fit and was cool so i agree miss mike it did have that uh 80s feel to it <clears throat> from what i understand i totally spaced it but Space the From what I understand, he got some of his inspiration from the Flash Gordon movie. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. So, I mean, you, and you kind of see a little bit. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you watched it one too many times. I right. But I'd give it a four. It was a fun movie to watch. It, yeah. Like Curtis said, if you can just shut down and enjoy it for what it is. No, I just, I, I don't want to take more time because we talked a lot. But the, the last thing I really want to throw out there is that the downside is, like, this is a pretty good movie, and I think that's all really good scores. 
But people are heralding this thing as like the second coming, which is odd. Because, I mean, it definitely has problems. That's what I told you, man. It's action and comedy. That's what people want. I just, I just don't understand that. They just don't care about continuity. They don't. Yeah. And that's going to be the crazy thing. Because even if you're like, eh, I think I don't really, might, I might not want to see this because <clears throat> it's so funny. You're going to need to see it for Avengers. And then you're going to be scratching it. your head. <laughs> so what you're saying is that if uh, there were a few more jokes and Sucker Punch that came out now, it'd be the best movie ever made. And one more thing, the seats were great. <laughs> <laughs> and the CGI was amazing. <laughs> I, I would say my soul. I would say no, people. you still can't make a movie with no plot. And just throw some jokes in it, and it's fine. Um, <clears throat> but you add some what are the nice highest, seats, and it might work. What are the highest grossing movies nowadays? It's not Star Wars. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Hangover. Stuff like that, that people want. And I don't understand, but it is what it is. Because you go into them, you don't have to think about it. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Lowest common denominator. Winner. Chicken dinner. Yep. That's the next part of that saying. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, so with the end of Ragnarok, before we move on to Justice League, they will uh, make this a part one, and then we'll have part two with episode 102. That way it sounds really weird when I try to introduce it, because there's too many twos in the same sentence. That's not a good idea. Can we make a part three of 102? No. Well, maybe. I mean, if we do another movie, jump back with Marvel style. Yeah. (coughs) Marvel style, jump back to point one, or 102.3? Right. 102 nice. Part 3. Or just the movie reviews will just be 102 point whatever. From now on? From now on. <laughs> so we'll get the Aquaman next year and it's 102 point maybe 6. Sounds like that's a good idea. I can, I can work with that. No, it's a freaking good idea. I'm never going to remember the numbers <clears throat> for that. Whatever. Are we rebooting the counting still too? No. Well, not yet. Well, you, you could need to do it. Subtitles by Curtis. You could have just made this movie review part 1. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good idea. But Too late movie for that. is not a number, Curtis. He's right. 1.1 1. 1 movie review. No. <laughs> Over and out. That's, no. All right, good buddy. <laughs> it's, good, it's good times. All right, so this will call it a wrap in part one of uh, the 101, or no, 102. Point, point one and two. Now part one of 101. Right, yes. Right. All right, thanks for traveling, everybody. Have a good day. Tiki! Tiki. Sorry. Don't forget about Bill and Ted and Isaac Chris Curtis all. You haven't got to that part yet. Oh, damn it, time travel! You just reminded me how mad I am. <laughs> <laughs>